Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Hay supply looks pretty good in Wisconsin thanks to a great 2021 crop. But this spring's drought means the first alfalfa cutting this year could look lower than years past. This is according to Dan Undersander. He's an emeritus extension forage specialist. He previews what the next few months could look like in terms of forage supply. Dan also reminds buyers what to watch out for. But first, he shares what the hay supply looks like currently. We generally had good production last year and and most have an adequate supply. Uh, what we're seeing is that the areas to the west of here, starting with Minnesota that were dry, are generally running out of forage and looking for forage from any source they can get it. Uh, most of the Wisconsin farmers are in pretty good shape. There are some isolated spots, but on the average, we're doing well. With our neighbors to the west having a tighter supply, does that mean Wisconsin is moving hay in that direction? Uh, there's some being sold. Typically, we don't sell a lot of hay uh, because we don't uh, expect to or prepare for it. Most of the hay that's sold is the medium or the half-ton square bales. There are some farmers that do that, but most of our farmers are putting up haylage or round bales. And while they may, the round bales particularly may move a little bit locally, uh, especially to horse owners and things like that, uh, they don't uh, transport uh, long distances very cost-effectively. For folks who are buying hay, what do prices look like? So the, the prices have stayed uh, fairly good. Uh, they are available on the UW Extension website. If you just type in, uh, go to the website and type in hay prices. But what it shows is, that, as always, uh, there is a premium for quality hay, which is uh, something around $250 a ton right now. And then as you go to lower quality hays, the price falls off quite a bit. We also see that round bales sell for less than square bales, as I said, uh, just because not as many people are prepared to use them and they don't transport very well. So, yes, hay prices are are very good right now for people that wish to sell them. The main question is, uh, do they have the half-ton bales, which buyers prefer to, to handle? Well, and the quality of hay, too. Is high-quality hay as available? It's scarce, and this is reflected by price. The other thing that we have moderating for us is here in Wisconsin, we put up a lot of corn silage though some of that protein isn't as available as we might like, and that has a demand for hay. So we tend to think of hay just in terms of the dairy industry, but we have to remember that the, uh, the growing animals and the beef industry are also significant users, and they don't require the premium quality that dairy herds do. So for folks who are looking for hay, there are some things to watch out for so that you don't get cheated. Dan, what's your take on buying hay sight unseen? The first thing is, is we have good forage labs here in the state, particularly um, two big ones, Rock River and Dairyland. If you uh, work with those labs at all and have a test from those sites, you can have some confidence in the quality of the hay. 
the main thing that we look at in a forage test is we'd like uh, digestibility rather than just fiber levels, and uh, and we can uh, depend on those values from those two labs. Uh, the other thing in terms of buyer beware, the biggest mistake that most people make is to buy by the bale instead of by the ton. I think it's important to remember that all animals eat pounds of food. And so what we are, uh, and, and that's what we should be buying. Hay is priced by the ton. But if you go buy by the bale, um, you're not sure exactly what the weight is that you're getting. And uh, your cost per ton can go up or down depending on the weight of individual bales. This is particularly true with round bales, which um, may have uh, a, a good outside dimension of circumference and so on, but if they're not packed densely, they don't have much hay in them. So when we're buying hay, we need to think about doing it by the pound or the ton rather than by the bale number. I want to go back to the quality test you mentioned. Is that recommended for certain industries or certain animals? Well, I think anybody buying hay should have a quality test done, regardless of what they're going to feed it to, whether it's uh, dairy or beef or sheep or goats or whatever, uh, even horses. Uh, the other thing, though, is, uh, yes, for the dairy industry, we test a lot of our feed very routinely. Uh, the other animal industries uh, test somewhat less so, uh, but they would benefit from more frequent testing and knowing how much energy and protein they're giving whatever animals they're feeding. Dan, when there's movement of hay, what's the concern around invasive weeds or trash or anything like that? Well, that's always of some concern. From several standpoints, just transporting the hay, if it's not covered, you may have uh, pieces flowing, flying off the bales as it's being hauled down the highway. And uh, that's where we see, for example, uh, even alfalfa plants growing in the ditch banks and some of those kinds of things. In terms of feeding it to animals, um, again, uh, the potential for transmission of weeds is possible. It um, can occur from feed refusals. So if you just uh, put out a bale in the middle of a field and let the animals go at it, uh, they'll leave about 40% of it on the ground mixed in with their manure and won't eat it. Uh, that could contain the seed of invasive weeds. If you are feeding in a manger and getting the animals to eat most of it, then except for a couple seed types, the chances are that most of the invasive weeds will be destroyed in the digestive system of the animal and not be of a major concern. Well, thanks for that, Dan. Looking ahead to our new crop, do you have any predictions for us on yield based on how the spring has looked thus far? There are a couple specifics that we can go to. Uh, the first thing is that the southern half of Wisconsin has been in a drought uh, throughout the winter and and still is to some extent and uh, during march is when alfalfa roots begin to grow if the ground is dry they don't grow as much and then first cutting yield uh, is not going to be as good uh, no matter how much rain we have after this point 
So there is some concern about first cutting yield in Wisconsin not being as good as normal. Uh, the other thing we can say is that they are predicting an El Nino again for the western United States. California, for example, uh, gets most of their rain in February through March, and they got essentially nothing. Uh, so they're already going to be very dry going into the summer, and the likelihood is that the rest of the West will be dry again. So this seems like uh, a year when regions uh, such as Wisconsin that are more likely to have rain can grow and uh, harvest uh, hay of high value again. Do you think uh, hay prices then will rise, at least for the first part of the summer? Well, there's a a good potential. Uh, Generally what happens is... uh, Hay prices are fairly stable until first cutting, and then depending on how first cutting goes, prices go up or down. If uh, my comment is correct that first cutting yield is not going to be as good as some years, then uh, prices will likely either stay the same or rise slightly. Uh, And again, you know, how uh, hay prices uh, fluctuate during the year is going to depend on the rain, not just in Wisconsin, but in the surrounding area. Dan, is there anything else I'm not asking you that you think producers should know this time of year going into the summer? Well, the main thing that uh, farmers should pay attention to is to recognize that uh, we're still about 60 days away from first cutting. Uh, If they are short on hay, they should look at their supply. Uh, The first thing we always uh, really point out is it's, really important to get the animals to eat a high percentage of the hay. So some kind of feeder around the bales uh, will reduce the losses from 40% down to 5 or 10, and that's one of the best ways to stretch a short hay supply. Uh, The other thing that they might think about is to inventory their feeds and see if they need to reduce their herd size a little bit or if they plan on buying some. Uh, frankly, the sooner they make the decision, the better prices they will get. Dan Understander is along with us. Dan is an emeritus forage specialist with UW Extension, giving us some insight into the hay market this time of year. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.